Hi there, and welcome to another broadcast of Faith Life with Pastor Earl and friends. We are once again excited that you have joined us as we are going to study God's Word verse by verse and virtually word by word so that you can get a clear understanding of God's Word without any spin. We are studying the book of the Revelation, and in chapter 1 of verse 3, there is a special blessing. If you will hear the book of the Revelation, if you'll read it, and if you'll ponder the things that it talks about, truly, truly, we are living in the last days. Israel and what's going on right now is one of the clear marks of the times preceding the coming of our Lord. In Luke chapter 21, when we see Israel surrounded by hostile forces, the word of God says the coming of the Lord is drawing nigh. We are in part two of the teaching on the church of Laodicea. In Revelation, the third chapter, we'll probably have to even go to a, a third teaching on this. So our last one was sponsored by Light of Hope Ministries, Light of Hope Counseling. And if you need a person that will hear your particular need and help you with um, divine wisdom out of the scriptures and the Holy Spirit's guidance, you need to call Tina Ball Blitz at 410-245-4225. 410-245-4225. And also we have another sponsor is Kelly Shockey. And she is a person that is an expert in real estate. So if you're buying, selling, listing, or have questions about an um, upcoming transaction, you do not want to navigate these waters without a professional. So her number is 443-955-2465. That's Kelly, 443-955-2465. Two four six five. There is nothing more beautiful than the manifest presence of God. All oh, the glory of your presence. Listen to this song today.
as we glory in your embrace. We're studying the book of the Revelation. We're in chapter 3, studying the church of Laodicea, a local church. This is our seventh church. And this church had a characteristic that its spiritual temperature was neither cold nor hot. It was lukewarm. And I don't want to be crude with this, but it actually, the lukewarm, apathetic attitude toward the Almighty, it's something that makes God nauseous. If you've ever eaten something or drank something that was maybe toxic or had something in it, you would not want to even ingest it because you would be concerned about your personal uh, health. Our spiritual health is also important and we need to be careful the things that we allow into our soul and spirit. So Laodicea, study the background from our last teaching. But as we get to verse 14, it says, Unto the angel of the church of Laodicea. And remember, there was a pastor in Colossians 4.17 named Archippus, which was rebuked for not doing his shepherding task the way God wanted him to. So unto the angel of the church of Laodicea, remember it was named after uh, a founder of the city's wife named Laodice, L-A-O-D-I-C-E. And so he says, write these things, saith the Amen. Our Lord is the one that is truth. And when you say the word amen, you mean so be it or truth. He's the one that is called the amen. He is the true one. You can trust the words of Jesus. You can trust, as it were in the scripture, the words in red are the words of Jesus. And you can always trust the word of God. So Christ is giving this message to a lukewarm church. And I trust that you will be very cautious about your spiritual position. All it takes to take a hot, fiery zeal and love for the Lord is to pour the world into it and it makes it lukewarm. So this is the amen. He is the faithful and true witness. We saw this again in chapter three, verse seven, chapter one, verse five. Aren't you glad that we have a leader who is faithful, who is true, who you can trust the words that he says? He is the beginning of the creation of God. He's not a created being. John 1 and Colossians 1 tell us that he is our creator. He is our sovereign one. Then he goes in verse 15 to start his message or to um, share with the people at Laodicea his words of constructive criticism. 
He says, I know your works. And he's not really even giving them a commendation as he did to many of the other churches. He just says, I know your works. Many churches are just busy about being busy. And the Lord is not concerned as much about our works, though faith works. He is interested in our worship, our commitment to the word of God and the truth of God's word. He said, I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. We said there are these three spiritual temperatures. Cold is no spiritual life. Hot is zealously filled with the Spirit of God, and you're passionate about your relationship with God. And then there is lukewarm. You're just blasé about it. I love first love. I love seeing two people that are in love. Their whole world is one another. And if you're not careful in a marriage or relationship, that if you allow other things to get in, it can chill those fires of romance. He said, I would thou were cold nor hot, but because you are lukewarm, you're lukewarm. As we shared the other day, if you have a drink that is not hot, it's not cold, it's lukewarm, it just makes your taste buds nauseous. And he says, I would that you were either neither cold nor hot. I will spew you out of my mouth. So here we see that we need to be careful about our spiritual temperature. And if right now you haven't been reading the word, not just for ritual, you haven't been spending your time meditating, talking to the Lord and praying. And maybe you have found that your spiritual temperature gauge is in the lukewarm zone. Make sure that you stop and you begin to do the first works as Ephesians um, tells us. And the church at Ephesus, Christ said, Repent and do the first works. He said, because thou sayest. Now here was their self-delusion. You're saying, I'm rich and I'm increased with goods and have need of nothing. Many times we think our affluence or the fact that we don't need anything is an indicator of the blessing of God on our life. Now, I do believe that God desires to bless us, but there are many lost people without Christ that have great affluence. That does not mean that they are zealous toward God. In fact, they might even be zealous toward the evil one. But he tells us here that because you say, you're saying this, I am rich and increased with goods, have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. Now this verse has some practical application. The region right around Laodicea, 
they were known for their garment industry. They made a magnificent black shiny wool and they were known throughout that known world for having these exquisite clothes, much like Thyatira was known for the purple and the purple dyeing. This particular region was known for having beautiful garments and they prided themselves in their attire. They prided themselves in their affluence. And here yet the Lord says, you're, you're naked. He says, you're wretched. They thought they were doing really well spiritually because they were working. Working is not enough. It's the attitude of your heart. It's the worship of your heart that God is most concerned about. He said also that you're blind. Now, this region also was known for two things. They had, in association with their god Asclepius, which is connected with a serpent, so you know where that's going, in the satanic form, but their medical school was producing um, this particular powder called Phrygian powder, and it was crushed and used as a great eye ointment. So our Lord is getting very direct with them. He's saying, you say you don't have need of anything. And he says, and here you are in my sight, you are naked. You say that you see everything. And yet I say you're blind, the Lord says. And so you say you're doing wonderful, and the Lord says, no, you're, you're wretched. The way you're seeing yourself in your own mirror is not the way that I see you. It is because man, according to uh, when they were looking to select a king for Israel, remember, the word says man looks on the outward appearance but God looks on the heart. And so see how practical God is and see how God really knows what's going on inside of our hearts. And he says, I counsel thee to buy of me. Now remember, this is a tremendous um, commercial center. Laodicea was just dripping in wealth and money because of their commerce. And the Lord says, you're so interested in making money, you need to come to me to buy of me gold tried in the fire. Is the Lord talking about literal gold? No. He's talking about coming to him for the precious things like gold that are tried in the fire. And you know this, as you've heard before, that the more that you purify gold, the more you put it in the fire, it burns off the dross and you have a more pure gold. The Lord wanted them to be authentic before him. He says, buy of me gold tried in the fire that thou mayest be rich. They thought they were rich. 
and yet they were in spiritual poverty. Maybe we think, oh, I go to church and I give money or I buy Christian books or I have bumper stickers on my car. That doesn't make us godly, good Christians. What we must see is that we must view ourselves not as others view us or even the way we view ourselves, but how does God view us? And so he says, I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire that thou mayest be rich and white raiment as opposed to this black raiment. He's talking about the robe of righteousness that thou mayest be clothed and the shame of thy nakedness do not appear. Remember the story, perhaps you heard of the emperor with no clothes, that he was deceived by some tailors, some clothing makers, that they were making him this invisible suit, and he thought that it was so good, and they kept telling him how beautiful it was. And when he went out for his big coronation day, he didn't have anything on. He was self-deceived. Don't be like that. Then finally, the Lord says, anoint your eyes with eye salve. They knew all about eye salve. They knew all about the eye. They knew all about vision. And he said that thou mayest see as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. And so he says, be zealous therefore and repent. The word repentance is not a negative thing. The goodness of God leads us to repentance. And when we change our mind from our thinking to God's thinking, that's where we'll find blessing. If you're listening without Christ and you'd like to receive him today, pray this prayer with me. Lord, I know that I'm a sinner. I realize I'm a sinner. And I repent of my sin and I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. This is Pastor Earl for Pastor Earl with Faith Life. If you're looking this up to find it on a podcast, you would look up Faith Life with Pastor Earl and Friends. My email is charisman, C-H-A-R-I-S-M-A-N, 1234 at Gmail. Dot com. God loves you and I love you too.